0: Hi, I'm Crystal, former school principal, married mother of two, and newly diagnosed ADHDer. Come on my journey where I figure out how to improve my quality of life and my family's. Many of us with ADHD can recall times of being overwhelmed. The messages being sent to our brain from all five senses all day long just seem to be like many different people all wanting our individual attention at the same time. Sensory overstimulation, or overload is so much more than just being overwhelmed. Every single person on this earth knows what it feels like to be overwhelmed, unfortunately, with all the stimuli that we have around us. But when a person with ADHD experiences sensory overload, they can become so fixated on a certain sensation that they're often unable to turn their attention away from the stimuli or focus on a task. This can become very difficult then to meet expectations at school, at work, or demands of being a parent or a spouse. And if it continually becomes a paralyzing thing, they can often be labeled with what I was labeled with, sensory processing disorder. It could be something like tapping or hearing someone chew that a neurotypical person might think you're just overreacting when I respond to those things, but they are super crippling to someone like me. It also can be things like my t-shirt not lining up with my hoodie when I put it on or a tag on the back of my pants scratching as I move. It is such an overload that we simply cannot go on until this item is addressed or eliminated altogether. People with ADHD are sometimes distracted, disorganized, and we're rushed. And we create those sometimes for ourselves. However, this can lead to sensory overload when we encounter sensation that we don't like. One thing that I hate in the morning is getting ready to go to work in the wintertime when you have to put on all of those layers winter jackets are the bane of my existence. Whenever I put them on, I often feel like a two-year-old being bundled up by granny for a snowstorm. I hate it. So I oftentimes wear layers or hoodies or fleece zip-ups, and I get comments from people like, where's your jacket? But for me, I just can't do it. So what kind of things can cause overstimulation for someone who has ADHD? Textures, touch, Taste, sound, smell, sight, you name the sense, it can cause that overreaction for us. The texture of certain foods, fabrics, or the things that we use on our body, such as body wash, deodorant, just body care items in general, can overwhelm people with ADHD. The way that certain clothes or shoes fit us can cause frustration and cause us to be overwhelmed. Bed sheets, the materials that are in our everyday living, car seats for kids, these can all be things that bother us. This also can bring about disputes with those that, are, that we're in relationships with because neurotypical people might have a different perspective and response to touch than those that are neurodivergent. So, talking with your spouse about things that you like or dislike about touch is extremely important. Some people with ADHD are sensitive to certain tastes, and this is so much more than just having likes and dislikes. Loud noises like fire alarms, or even subtle noises like someone choosing, chewing can cause a lot of stress people with sensory processing disorder might be especially sensitive to smells again like taste it's so much more than just liking or disliking a perfume or the way certain foods smell when they cook now some neurotypical might think that that's again an overreaction but it's not the smell becomes so paralyzing that we're unable to complete a task Lighting has always been something that bothers me. I oftentimes have to shower with the light off or I find that if I've been in super bright environments, whether inside or outside, that I get headaches very easily. Visual clutter can be another thing that provides too much, too much stimulation for us. And honestly, this is hard for us because we're oftentimes the ones that create that clutter. Over a very long holiday break, I was bored and decided to clean a, a wall in my room, a portion of my room. And yes, it was just a wall. I just felt like cleaning all four and the mass in between it was too much for my two-week period off. So I decided to just do one wall. But I cleaned this one wall and it really changed how I felt each day when I got out of bed thereafter. I noticed that my sense of peace, that I could put my feet on the ground and everything in that side was carpeted and clean and I could see all the carpet and it wasn't covered with clothes... It made me feel more at peace and more organized. Now, my husband, he may say I just relocated a lot of those things, but hey, isn't that what cleaning is anyways? So when we have these kinds of stimulations, what kind of things can we do to not allow this overstimulation to cripple us? Well, here are some suggestions that I have, some that I've tried, some that I've read up on that I feel I like could help you. Identifying the trigger is probably the most important thing. Keeping a diary to help identify the triggers or the things that you're experiencing each time you feel overstimulated will eventually lead to you being able to see trends. Even if you're not sure which senses are causing the overstimulation, simply writing down what's happening in that environment is extremely important for you to see that. And don't just forget about what your mind is telling you, but also your body. And I'll come back to that in a second. Learn self-soothing techniques. Doing some research on meditation, breathing techniques, and nutritional soothing techniques can lead to a more balanced you. Don't be afraid to add things like headphones or earplugs or eye masks or white noise while you do these things. This can be difficult for people with ADHD, so don't be surprised if the first time you try to do one of these things, it only lasts a minute or two. Start small and build your stamina over time. Just like running. If you've never ran before, you wouldn't be able to run 30 minutes in your first run. You'll start one or two minutes and add that time up. The same goes for any of these self soothing techniques. Have a place in your home or in your living space that's considered a safe space for you. This is so important. Talk with your family and friends about this safe space location, especially if you have small children. It's important to communicate with them when mommy's in this space I need to be left alone for a minute. If there's something you need and it can wait, then let mommy have that minute and I'll come back to it. Or if you need daddy to help you, maybe daddy can help you. But communicating those things about your safe space is so important with your family. Also having some type of code or gesture is another way to let them know if it's a more common area that's your safe space, that you need that moment to yourself. And no, flipping them off is probably not the best gesture because it invites humor and engages you with the other person and your whole focus is self-soothing at that moment. If it is a less common place, such as you have a family event to go to or a family party, scope out the event or the place you're going to prior and possibly think about what spaces you could regroup in. This might be things like your own personal car, the bathroom or other small quiet places. Think of this space as your personal space for a timeout. We hated timeouts when we were kids, but with this overstimulation, we need to learn how to reinstill those. When you're in your timeout spot, do a self check of your body. Are there areas that are tensed up? I personally notice that when I am laying down and trying to have some time to de-escalate all my overstimulation, I flex my feet and the roof of my mouth, I'll put my tongue on the roof of my mouth. Now, because I've noticed that multiple times and I'm aware of it, those are things that I go to as soon as I start feeling overwhelmed. I check my feet and I check my tongue on the roof of my mouth and I relax them and I let myself know I'm okay. I'm in a safe space. Following a routine is another great way and I'm going to let you know this one's hard for us ADHDers. I just commented on a therapist podcast the other day about how neurodivergence, we crave routine but we definitely will never ask for it. So involve your tribe, ask for help with setting them, and probably more importantly, ask for help in maintaining them and keeping yourself accountable. Find ADHD adaptive clothes and items. For example, tagless or seamless clothes. That way you can eliminate those things altogether and then you don't even have to worry about it. Practice hobbies that bring you peace. This is probably my favorite strategy. I love to do art. I love to draw, paint, craft, listen to new music, anything that's a creative aspect of, of expressing yourself. And anything I can do to, do to allow that creative outlet to happen, these hobbies are a great escape for me when I'm feeling overwhelmed. One thing we know as ADHDers is that if we're interested in the hobby, we jump feet first in and we become true experts at it. So think about what hobbies you have and how you can improve that hobby. It'll be a great escape for you. Now, I've talked a lot about overstimulation, but there is one thing that I would like to talk about briefly, and that's understimulation and our responses to it as ADHDers. Many neurotypical family members and friends and family will point out to me and and be shocked that something I might not have a response to, that they have a response to, a sound, a smell. Because we're often adaptive and hyper-focused, there are times that as ADHDers, that we won't notice something that the quote unquote typical person would notice. So, if you're someone who doesn't struggle with overstimulation and has more understimulation as an obstacle, know that you're not alone in that either. Like all things ADHD, we improve our quality of life when we bring attention to it and we put in place strategies and techniques to improve how we handle things every day. Many people are aware of the connection between sensory processing disorder and autism, but fewer people know that sensory overload is something that ADHDers struggle with too. Sensory processing isn't just a quirk of people with ADHD. It's real and it's rooted in the fact that our brains are different. Become aware of it, self-advocate, and above all else, have grace with yourself and those around you as you navigate this fragment of your ADHD.